Hello there, it's football all the way this weekend as the championship goes down to the final two. Keith Higgins will take an overview of the All-Ireland football final. He'll assess Galway and Kerry's strengths and weaknesses. The Kingdom's 1997 hero Killian Burns joins us to run the rule over the class of 2022. And former Galway midfield star Barry Cullinan will assess all the work that Porrick Joyce has undertaken to bring his county to the brink of a famous win. That's all in the championship. Found a bunch of lads who were, who were desperate for success and, and uh, were ready to give everything in, in, you know, in their power to represent Kerry well. Uh, no troublemakers in there. They just want to do their best for Kerry and that's great. They've always had really good footballers. First year, I was in senior manager in 04. We, 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 we met him in a league final in Crow Park and, and Joyce did a lot of damage just that day. So he's done it as a player. He knows what what it's like. I think his knowledge should be huge for all of David Moore angling this one across. O'Shea once again keeping it alive. O'Shea scores! Dublin Cup napping at the back! There's always been a pressure, of course, when you get to a final, you want to win it, but maybe I've learned to cope a bit better with the outside distractions. And that's what I've been trying to say to the players, that you have to enjoy the occasion. There's no point just gripping your teeth and shutting, closing your eyes and hoping that you can fast forward to after the match. That's not the way the world works. Back in as far as Johnny Heaney, Shane Walsh, this way and that. What about that? What a piece of brilliance. It's been very enjoyable in Galway, then. A lot of support out there, you know, and like the clubs and the, and the towns have got right behind the football players, which is great. So we're looking forward to the challenge or something. Matthew Tierney from Gerard. Tierney scores! And they're through to the semi-final. And Galway have won the penalty shootout 4-1. They're, they're aristocrats of Gaelic football, as we know, so it's going to be a tough final, you know, but a lot of our lads would have played against them and they're underage over the years. Look at our lads, have all no fear, but they have great respect for Kerry, don't get me wrong. They're definitely not hold any fear. Carragas thought about giving it to his keeper and then he decided not to. There is a man up front on his own and he has a maroon jersey. There's nobody in the goals. The goal. ball is in the air and the ball is in the net. Damien Colbert! Look, we, we feel great, it's great to be there, but you know, being successful will be determined how Sunday goes, you know, because you need to put silverware behind it you know, at the same time. So the key for us as management is that the players go out and perform to the levels and if they do that, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, lovely montage there, courtesy of our producer, Damien O'Mara. Now, delighted to be welcomed uh, two-time All-Ireland winner Killian Burns onto the show. Killian, how are you? Not so bad, my man. How are things? <laughs> I'm grand, I'm grand. It's good to talk to you again, Killian. Um, I think we're we're looking for Kerry to end an eight-year wait for success if you're down that part of the country. And if you're from Galway, then you're looking maybe to produce the biggest performance in, in 20-something years for their county. What, what's the mood like down in the kingdom? Well, I'm sitting on Fair Mile Strand here in Brandon Bay and you wouldn't know there's an All-Ireland final coming up on Sunday anyway, but uh, I, from talking to some people that live in, in the more urban parts of Kerry, a, li- a little bit a, a little bit subdued. Um, I, there's, there, there's not any degree of overconfidence for sure, you know, because mm. um, there's a lot of question marks over over you know this team still to maybe maybe talking about maybe had a slightly bar, bar maybe the Dublin contest had a slightly easier run up um this year and so really they're going to be tested on Sunday so there's a lot of question marks and that's always a good thing you know because if you go in overconfident and mm. supporters are overconfident then you know that kind of seeps through 
and Burnsy when Galway get to an All-Ireland final they usually tend to rise to the occasion like they were underdogs in 98 against Kildare um, they gave E lots of it in 2000 and they pretty much upset me in 2001 as well so would that maybe explain the somewhat subdued nature uh, of the atmosphere in Kerry at the minute? I think there's 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 a sort of a historic respect for Galway. Like there's like it's great that Galway are in the final against Kerry. I think Kerry people love that fact. You know, um, they like to play football. Although we all we all know the game has changed dramatically, and I suppose maybe Parry Joyce maybe set out his stall to be the, a, a traditionalist, but he, he slowly realised that you have to you have to get men behind the ball just like everybody else, and 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 so of Kerry. Kerry have realised that too. I think they just know that. There's a Galway team there that, if it clicks on a day, can cause us all kinds of trouble. And I guess that's the kind of tension you want, isn't it, going into a final? In your opinion, what has Jack uh, changed mostly about this Kerry setup in 2022? I think really in the defence, we've shored things up considerably. Um, I think we have solid number three and solid number six. And when you have that kind of when you have those lads motoring and when you have those lads knowing what they're doing, that's a great base for any defence. They kind of seem to work more as a unit. They seem to know what they're about. They shut down very quickly and they work, as I said, as, as a unit. And then they they can get out of sticky situations as backs. I mean, God, in, in the year before Jack there, one of our backs would get the ball you know, maybe a sharp ball from a goalie and you'd be kind of wondering, Jesus, does he know what he's going to do next? You know, whereas now it really feels like they're working as a unit. So things have been shored up there. The stats tell that. Mm-hmm. Obviously haven't made that many goals this year versus last year. So I think Jack has brought that to it. And then I suppose Jack has brought just like, geez, this fella knows what he's doing. He's on his he's on his third John tier, you know. He has won it before. Um, so that's bound to give a bit of an air of confidence. So anything that man says, really, they're going to jump to it. Yeah, and if he does, if he does do the third uh, in his third stint, that's a remarkable achievement in anybody's language in any sport, isn't it, Killian? It's phenomenal, really. I think he's done it in the first year as well of each stint. Mm. If he gets if he gets it over the line this time, and uh, including the national league as well, you know, and I think there's there's a good stat there as well around around uh, in terms of all Ireland's one like there's a it's it's 40 50 percent of them have also won the national league in the last 10 years and so like that sort of momentum is brought in and particularly now that there's a shorter season so that there's there's very there was very little kind of uh lapse between league and championship as we all know now so you can kind of bring that bit of momentum into it it's, it's phenomenal. Look, Jack Jack has done it. He'll go down as one of the all-time greats here in Kerry. No doubt about it at this stage. He's up yeah. there with Mick Dwyer. Um, and, uh, and his long age has been amazing. And he's always stayed in the game. And I suppose the thing about Jack is he's not very single-minded, you know, and he's not too traditionalist. And uh, when he needs to bring men in, he doesn't care where they're from, whether they're from Tyrone or from... Galway or anywhere else he'll just bring the right men in for the job and uh, he's shown that and uh, so you know you need to be adaptable and, and the game has changed dramatically since he started as a manager too and uh, and I think he's rose to that you know by like the thing is he's been in the game for you know three decades you know at some level going mm. all the way back to Boston and Skellige yeah. winning Hogan Cups he has that winning kind of touch uh, eight years is a long time in Kerry, uh, Burnsy, and only David Moore and Paul Geaney, Stephen O'Brien and Paul Murphy of All-Ireland medals. That should manifest a huge hunger within the rest of the side to go ahead and do the business on Sunday. Would you go along with that? 
Well, I suppose, the, 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 like, obviously those lads know how to win an All-Ireland, which is something that will bring to it. And I suppose the other thing that will, that will, like, because look, all these teams are flying fit. They're all strong lads. They'll go all day for you. So what's, what's the edge on Sunday? The edge is psychology, really, isn't it, when it comes mm. to an All-Ireland final? And what, what we'd be looking from a Kerry point of view is that, uh, they've lost in All Ireland. Like a lot of those lads have lost in All Ireland only a few years ago, you know, against Dublin. So they'll be looking to go. How can we? How can we go one step further? Like you know. So they will be hurting from that. So some of the lads will have all the lads will most of the lads on the panel will have had that experience, and then some of them will have had the winning experience. And you bring Jack's experience into the whole thing. Then I think they'll probably go into it in a more settled fashion. Um, whereas Galway is just a bit of an unknown, isn't it? Um, yeah. Like that, that stage for them is going to be, you know, okay, they have, they, they go back to John Divley and Parry Joyce, you know, and they can talk as, as you know, from a player's point of view, but Jesus, that was a long time ago, you know. Um, I suppose some of those players will have a degree of confidence having beaten Kerry going back there, what was it, 2018, is it in the Super 8? Mm, so, mm. like, it's not like they don't, they don't know how to beat Kerry. Um, but and so there's a few of those players, and 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 I suppose some of their star players will have no, will know how to beat Kerry from 2018. But I'd say there's probably a few more question marks really over Galway than there would be over Kerry in terms of how they'll just deal with the occasion, not to mind the football, you know. Because I know from my own days, like Jesus, you could be as fit as anything, but you could be 15 minutes trying to catch your breath just purely based on the occasion, the adrenaline, everything that goes on around it, you know. Um, is it yeah. is it that awesome, Killing? It is. Well, it is. Like, I mean, I mean, I suppose, and and I, I would have been a fair, I would have been sort of lapping up occasions, you know. Mm. Um, but even, even going out and twenty five years ago now, since we went out against Kerry in our first All Ireland or against Mayo, and I do remember just just trying to catch your breath and the whole thing, like you know, and then just, you know, just takes a, a a little bit time to focus and. The thing about an All Ireland final is like you, you like you just have like if you're a back, you just have to be, you have to say follow your forward into the jacks, like you just have to be right up there because it's the smallest little moment that could change the game, you know, okay. and uh, that's the thing. Killian Burns, thanks so much for the chat, and it was great to talk to you again, and we'll see you on Sunday, please God. All the best, Damon. Now, delighted to be joined by former uh, Galway footballer Barry Cullinan. Barry won Connacht medals at minor 21 and senior level with Galway during a fine playing career. You're very welcome along to the show tonight, Barry. Damien, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you again, my man. Uh, I just, gas, I'm reading all the previews and all the analysis. and uh, What's coming up more and more is Galway could be under attack from Kerry in the first 10 minutes with a high ball coming in and out. I just wonder though, Barry, does the same apply to Kerry? Can Kerry be caught with the long direct ball as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I suppose history has a habit of, of repeating itself. Um, I think it was 06, um, possibly 04, Jack O'Connor bombarded the Mayo full backline. Johnny Crowley had a, had a field day. 09, we know the tactic that Kerry used in terms of, of using uh, Kieran Donaghy at full forward and delivering really high quality ball into him and it wouldn't surprise me on Sunday to see to see the same thing happen again and possibly even Sean O'Shea join David Clifford in that full forward line because you know if Jack O'Connor is looking at areas to get at Galway he will see that, that Armad did have some success in that um, 
and Derry didn't exploit it as as we thought they might have. Um, so I would say Jack O'Connor and and Mike Quirk, Paddy Talley, they're they're shrewd operators. They will say, look, this is this is an area, particularly early doors, that we might be able to get at Galway, cause them a little bit of consternation. And they'll also look at the fact, Damien, that Galway haven't started their games that well. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the first fifteen minutes or twelve fifteen minutes against Armagh, they they found difficult difficult to get into it they found the same against Derry and we're probably lucky that Derry didn't capitalise but yeah look it's definitely an area of concern for Galway um I'm sure Parry Joyce Keane O'Neill and, and their management team will, will definitely have looked at it and definitely been preparing for it but as you said on the opposite of that you know Damien Comer when he gets long direct ball is, is a huge powerhouse if we can get Rob Finnerty feeding off that then, then we also could have success but I suppose that's the, the joys of it Damien we're, we're whatever 48 hours out no one really knows exactly how it's going to go but we all have a, an opinion on how it might nah, that's what makes the world go around Barry nothing like it um, if you are if you're Parry Joyce then and you really know that there's a, an onslaught coming at you in the first 10 or 15 minutes uh, especially in that Derry game three three scrappy goals really Barry um, to be honest about it and you expect mm-hmm. that missiles will be sent your defence's way pretty early on and you haven't started games too well this year and you've brought in the likes of Ronan O'Gara to give a chat during the year and Bernard Dunn is working with the lads behind the scenes and performance what needs to be done then obviously it has been done in the past few days I would imagine just to get that team ready to A start better and B deal with this possible aerial onslaught that could come in Go, we kind of have two different defensive systems where, where Kieran Malloy and, and Dylan McHugh took in from the wing back spots um, and, and our two wing forwards drop back that creates you know a wall around our D and also a good a good wall in our half back line the problem is if that say for example David Moran starts to get ball in long then you don't really have time to set that up I think Galway expected that from Armagh as well early doors um, and and changed their defensive system uh, a tad so Killy McDade uh, from midfield went and picked up Stephen Campbell who was at centre forward and John Daly which we hadn't seen before uh, I wouldn't say acted as a sweeper but he Mm. did sit particularly deep and I would say Galway will will depending on the way the game is going. I I think they will start and try and implement their their traditional defensive system of the two lads taken in. But if they can see that that carrier looking long, that they possibly have Sean O'Shea in the full forward line with Clifford, then I would I would suggest that that we will be looking at John Daly sitting really and giving a good bit of protection to that full back line yeah. and trying to because John Daly one of the key aspects of the game that he is he's a brilliant reader of the ball so he'll be looking to get to the drop zone he'll be looking to arrive in time and they'll also be saying to Sean Kelly look we know the qualities you have you're going to have to be really really strong on this high ball and obviously Conor Gleeson's going to have to be in behind him giving him huge protection Yeah and of course that, that expected onslaught against our man never really materialised and it's easy to talk about it on air or talk about it on paper executing it in an All-Ireland final is a different thing so that may never even arise Uh, the one area that Galway have been so good at in recent games Barry is the uh, opposition kick out and and the press up there Does, does that take bravery and courage and are they likely to repeat that trick again on Sunday? It, it, it certainly does because you know we have seen we have seen a, a new tactic in terms of of what a keeper is expected now and I know it's one of the real 
positives that Conor Gleeson has is that really, really long kick out to try and get over the press. And, yeah. you know, we saw Johnny Gawler kind of one of the first teams to do it under Jim McGuinness. Um, and got what Galway did the last day against Derry, particularly in the second half, was a very funny one in that they, they got four players you know, on the arc of the D and put huge pressure on the Derry keeper and got huge joy from that. But, but the problem is, if Shane Ryan or whoever's in goal for Kerry on Sunday decides that he's going to go extra long and he gets over the goal in midfield onto the goal half-back line, then you're looking at the likes of Stephen O'Brien, Brino Biagla, really powering towards the Galway goal. So it's it's high risk, high reward, but it's certainly something that, that throughout the game, I can't see them saying, look, we're going to go full full press for the 70, 80 minutes, however long the game goes on. But I would say we'll, they'll be picking points in time to really put a, put a squeeze on Kerry because it is something that, that, that Kerry have struggled with a little bit in the past. Mm. But um, again, they, they will have looked at Galway closely and be preparing for that over the last two weeks. Barry, everybody's talking about Sean Kelly taking David Clifford, but could it be could it be Liam Silk? Yeah, it could be. Like NUIG played UL in the Sigurds and Finals. Sean Kelly didn't directly go on David Clifford all of the time. Um so it it, it could certainly be Liam Silk and Liam Silk is a guy that, that probably doesn't get the the recognition that he deserves for what he's done in a Galway jersey. He's been abs- he's been an absolutely outstanding servant to both Curafin and Galway. Um and he won't have any fear if he if he goes on David Clifford. But I would expect Porrick will say, look, there are two captains. This is going to be the, the one of the matchups that's going to decide the game. Sean Kelly is our best defender. I've I've been quoted in the past as saying to me, Sean Kelly is the biggest talent that Galway have produced since Michael Meehan. I think he's that important. I think he's that good. Wow. And I think if he if he can get on top, yeah, he's he's just a driving force behind everything. You know, it, it's not a coincidence that most teams that he's involved in are hugely successful. He's a driving force behind NUIG, driving force behind Mike Cullen, and now he's the driving force behind this Galway team. And I think Parik will say as to borrow the phrase from a, a wily Kerry man to Moss O'Shea and say hammer the hammer and the best person we have to do that will be Sean Kelly Final question for you so Barry and you've got a minute on this so take your time about it uh, what do you guys need to do to beat Kerry in Sunday's final? Well like if you're looking at the bookies they don't give us any chance I think we're um, 10 to 3 which is a, a great price um, and I think we have a brilliant chance I think confidence wise and I think that's one of the big ones is, is go, and, go and attack the game and I don't think these Galway lads will have any fear so if you look you know, we talked about history repeating itself Jack O'Connor looking at long direct ball but these Galway guys I looked at the 2017 under 21 semi-final I was lucky enough to be involved that day the 7 Galway guys from that team the 7 Kerry guys from that team going to be involved Sunday they'll have taken great they'll have looked back at that game the Galway guys said Kerry were you know destined to win Galway took it took the game to them and won relatively comfortable they'll look they'll take confidence from the NUIG's win over over UL and the U, the Kerry influence on that UL team and they'll look at the last championship game Galway won that so I think outside of all the matchups, outside of all the tactics, I think confidence is going to be one of the key figures of this Galway, the key driving forces of how Galway are going to win this game. And I think if they can take the game early, if they can go at Kerry and put doubts in their head, we know all the pressure is on Kerry. All the pressure is for them to win this game. But I think if Galway can start well, go at it early, I think they have a great chance. Barry Cullinan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. Will do. 
Barry Cullinan there, the former Galway midfielder and, you know, one of the best coaches still around in the circuit. Delighted now to be joined tonight by Keith Higgins to give us an overview of the final. Keith, you're very welcome along. Cheers, Damo. Our last hurrah maybe this season, unless there's a replay and you couldn't rule anything out at this stage. Absolutely, yeah. Look, when you look at those two teams, you see how evenly they're matched. Yeah, look, I suppose we'd all take a replay at this stage if they give us a good game at the weekend, so you never know. Where do you see the game being won and lost from an, an overall point of view? It is hard to pinpoint. I mean, I'm sure the boys have mentioned matchups and all that, and look, some of the matchups are intriguing there. Like when you look at the two full forward lines, even the two half forward lines in midfield, you mentioned the bench there. Do you know, we were talking probably earlier in the season about. Curry's experience coming off the bench when David Moore wasn't starting, Paul Murphy wasn't starting. You know, the Gavin White injury situation could be a huge one for Curry again at the weekend. Do you know who takes his place if he's not able to start? You know, does that affect what they have coming off the bench then at the end of the game? So, like, there's so many different areas there. I just think both teams have exceptionally good forwards. Do you know, you have six forwards there, whichever six forwards start on both teams are well able to score, could potentially get your scores. Again, a lot has been made of the defensive setups for both teams all year. I just think, you know, there's so much to it. But look, if one of the full forward lines really fires, but again, I think it'll come down to how the defenses, the defensive systems match up. And you know, I think Galway might be just a small bit cuter in that sense with the way they set up. Kerry just seems to be going with a more kind of a really hard working type of. I know there's a lot of talk about Tyke Moy dropping back, but I think if Galway get their set up right, they've been used to doing it against their man Tyrone. It could be a big plus for them, but mm. it's just like you know you could go through so much stuff here, Damon. But like it is, I do think they really are two very very evenly matched teams. And look, you have to say they both deserve you where they are. Keith, what has impressed you most about each side in a run up to this final? I think for Kerry, and I think I probably referenced this earlier on in the year as well, particularly even after the Cork game, is the way they were going about looking to get turnovers, the way they were looking to kind of tackle as a unit. Do you know, yeah. Tymore is sit at six and try and put, uh, protect the full back line, but as soon as they turn over the ball, they were just they seemed all seemed so eager to try and win that ball back as quickly as they could. Yeah. Do you know, it was just a collective effort to try and turn the ball, teams over as high up as they can and try and counter right then. Whereas Galway's set up, it has evolved. I think um, you know again a lot talked about Port Joyce when he came in in twenty nineteen um, or you know or twice, sorry twenty twenty been all out attacking. Um, but he seems to have learned, he seems to have evolved. Again, there was a lot of talk after the Mayo game of them playing the two sweepers down the two channels. Um, but again, I think they seem to be able to adapt it depending on who they're playing at times. And, you know, again, they were happy against the likes of Armand and Derry once they settled into the game after about 15 or 20 minutes just to settle into that defensive setup, get the bodies back, but then counterattack very quickly and get the ball up to the boys up front. And even in that Derry game, you know, even the simple move of putting Comer back in full forward, you know, he was drifting out the field a lot throughout the year. Obviously, drifting out the field very early in that Derry game, Brendan Rodgers kicked two points, and then it was just a simple matter of putting him in full forward, where, you know, he hit two two and kind of destroyed Derry in there. So, yeah, I just think Galway are kind of adapting a small bit more as the as the games go on, and depending on the situation they're playing is, whereas Curry is more of a case of they have a set way all year. So, yeah. again, kind of be leaning towards Galway on that. But I just think if Kerry click, they have the firepower to do it. There just seems to be an awful lot of expectation on Kerry that they have they have this one after beating Dublin, you know. Um, and I'm sure the Jack and the boys will be trying to dampen that down. But there just seems to be a lot of kind of that feel about that semi-final win over Dublin, the fact that it was so exciting towards the end. Whereas with Galway, I don't think these boys will have any fear of coming up against Kerry and Larnham final. The one thing I always found with Galway teams is once they get a bit of confidence in them, I think Barry references there as well, 
They can be very, very dangerous mm. and these boys will be relishing it and I just think it could be the type of day they'll come out of the blocks, all guns blazing and you know if they get a run on Kerry it'll be very, very hard to stop them. I'm listening to you Keith. I think you're half tipping Galway this but I'll, I'll ask you to call it ultimately in two minutes when we're finished up but how do you get the yeah. best out of Shane Walsh in this game? Yeah, that's the one I was kind of thinking about like all week. I mean, like we all know how good Shane is but like you can't really say he's been shooting the lights out all year, do you know? But, you know, like... You're looking at the Kerry matchups there. Like, who's going to pick him up? Is it going to be Tom O'Sullivan? Is it going to be Graham O'Sullivan? Do they follow him out the field? If they do, that'll probably suit Tom better. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a case of you try and create as much space for him as you can. Like, that's what they've been trying to do all year is, you know, Johnny Heaney will drop back from wing forward. Their half forward line will drop back. They'll try and maybe leave three or four up front and just create the space for him. Look, if we all know the damage Shane Walsh can do if you leave the space there for him. So... I suppose from a Kerry point of view, it's how you kind of cover that space without kind of going against what they've been trying to do as well. So, look, he, he could shoot the lights out. Am I leaning towards Galway? I don't know. I've kind of called Kerry all year, to be honest, Demo, mm, but mm. I just think Galway will cause this Kerry team, or could cause this Kerry team an awful lot of problems. I'm going to stick with my original um, <laughs> call from earlier in the year and go with Kerry, but I just think if Galway get a run, they will cause them an awful lot of problems. OK, a final question to you, so Keith. Managerial roundabout is in full overdrive at the minute. I was up till about 20 to 1 in the morning uh, covering the Longford story. Billy Lachlan stepped away there. Uh, Declan Bonner is gone. I think you've got a situation where there'll be a lot of scrutiny in Dublin quite soon. There's a, even talk that the likes of Declan Darcy and Mick Bone could come in there. Uh, but anyway, that's all yet to be decided. But just in terms of um, the Donegal position, like that's a marquee job, isn't it? Up, up for grabs. Um, could you see James yeah. Horne maybe going for that? Jim McGuinness will be on the list as well, surely? You'd imagine Jim definitely will be. Um you know whether he'll have itchy feet of going back in again to manage Donegal after the success he brought them potentially look obviously you don't know what his plans would be obviously he's been involved in other sports over the last number of years has gone away and got a lot of experience there James Horn, I don't I can't see it mm. now look mm. that's not to rule it out I just couldn't see him making that journey with yeah. the, kind of the young family that he has after being involved with Mayo for 8 of the last what 11-12 years um there's a bit of talk maybe of it, would it suit Henry McGinley? Um, the young family as well, Keith, yeah. Yeah, so look, there's going to be lots of speculation. Is there going to be someone that'll come out of the woodwork in the Donegal club scene? It's hard to know. I suppose there's no names mentioned just yet, but obviously internally there might be. But like you said there, Damien, look, it is. it has to be a marquee job. I mean, you look at the players they have. I mean, Declan Barra got two Ulsters in five years, I think it was. Yeah. There's the expect or the view that he probably underachieved and maybe he did once they got out of Ulster. Maybe a new manager will freshen things up, get another year or two on a Michael Murphy. But I just think given the players that they have there, it has to be an intriguing job for someone. And you'd imagine if someone new comes in there, brings a bit of life to it again, they'll be targeting an Ulster okay. Championship and further afield. The Longford one is a funny one. Look, I'm sure if you were covering it, you probably heard a lot more than me. But, mm. you know, again, there might be rumours, a bit of discontent with some of the players. But... Um, you know, it's, it was a tough station for Billy in his first year, but you know, I suppose that's yeah. the nature of the game, unfortunately. Tough gigs, Keith. Look at enjoy Sunday's game, and we may or may not chat you if we don't. Thanks so much for all your help in 2022 once more. Cheers, Damien. Thanks very much. Okay, that's it for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. The programme was produced by Damien O'Mara, and Dave Gibson was on sound for myself, Damien Lawler. Stay safe. Chat again next weekend.